1: Welcome to Warcraft Reloaded, a podcast brought to you by Mash Those Buttons, covering World of Warcraft Classic and its community. This is part two of this week, and in this part two of the episode, you will hear the interview with Josh Corbett. Thank you so much for tuning in, and enjoy.
2: Bobby, we need to have a talk about this World of Warcraft Classic, do I look like I know what
1: a WoW token is? In this week's discussion, we get to change the tone of the show a little bit to a little bit of a happier note. We get to talk to Josh about a few different things. So the first time we have people on the show, we normally want to get to know a little bit about their WoW background. So why don't you tell us when you first started playing WoW, when you quit, or if you quit, you know, you. I'm assuming you quit the same time I did. I can't remember. But tell us a little bit of, about your WoW career
2: before Classic. All right. But my blood is boiling now, Bob. We've moved in another direction. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm good to go. I'm, to, I'm pumped up. <laughs>
3: tell me really what your thoughts are about Activision. No, I'm just kidding.
2: Oh, God. That's two hours <laughs> for another time. Yeah. Um, no, look, I mean, real – long story short um for what for what it's worth like yeah a lot of people who listen to me know that I, i i played the game back in the day yes i played a rogue um i started in like late 2006 about four or five months before tbc came out i just dinged 60 about three weeks before tbc dropped i'll never forget standing in line at the midnight launch for tbc um you know, and actually seeing WoW fans in person for the first time, like wow, there's other doing this. They, they exist. They exist. And else. they exist. Like it's not all bullshit. You know, these are real people who actually play the game with me and everything. You know, I really will never forget that. Um, but I, um, it, it's funny because I I remember so little. I, I'm constantly astonished by how well you guys and, and so many fans remember things from back in the day because. I just remember nothing from my vanilla and TBC and wrath hours. Mel doesn't
1: remember anything. I remember a bunch. Yeah, it's crazy.
2: Um, But now in saying that I I was incredibly casual and, you know, I say casual, but I was still playing, I don't know, let's say somewhere between 10 and 15 hours a week. Um, I was going through law school at the time. Um, Would have loved to have played more, but, but just didn't in the end. And, Um, I didn't raid, so it's such a different aspect of, of playing now for me, a a different like kind of play style for me now, because I, I didn't raid through classic either really, but towards the tail end, all I've been doing over the last three months is doing pug raids. And it's such a contrast to how I played back in the day. I'm, I'm really, really enjoying how it is now. And I, I don't, I don't look back in the rearview mirror and long for the old WoW days when I played 15 years ago. Um, I was such a loner in the game. I had no friends in-game. I had, you know, none, no friends IRL that played the game. I was so happy just, you know, and I played a rogue and I really was the personification of my character. I was just this loner who just, you know, Stealthy. walked through the world and stealthed around and did my own thing. and And I enjoyed it, but I am... You know, having my mind opened, even though there's still an element of that play style with me now, I, I do tend to enjoy being on my own. I, I feel very guilty. When I ask other people for their time to assist me in game, even though that is one of the pillars of MMORPG gameplay, is building friendships and building a guild that will answer the call when you put it out there. You know, the bat signal is thrown in the air and yeah, Josh, we'll come and help you. I I the but the bat signal is dusty and I leave the cover on. I hate using it. I really feel bad saying to someone, even if it's a friend, hey, mate, have you got 10 minutes to help me with something? I don't want to do that. And, mm-hmm. and so I still struggle with that. But like, it's good that I have made the friends.
3: That's so funny, because most people's recollections of vanilla are about the community, you know, and about, I guess most, I don't say most people, I shouldn't say that, because most people I've talked to, I guess, and most people that actually raided and were in a guild, their recollections about Vanilla were very community-based and they felt like that's what went horribly wrong later on is that it wasn't as community-based and you didn't have to ask people for help and make these relationships. So that's hilarious that you started there and you didn't have that.
2: Yeah, and I'm I'm doing the opposite thing now, as I said, and, and it really does, you know, Fall hand in hand with the 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 mirror effect of how your real life might be going versus how your virtual life might be going because you know like I said uh, fifteen years ago when I was going through law school and you know really up until recently i had an incredibly social real life i was you know life of the party i would go out drinking all the time i loved to go to bars i loved nothing more than grabbing a couple of fucking pictures of beer with my mates and just staying out till four o'clock in the morning all the time um and and just was always sort of out of the house i was playing sports i was doing all this stuff um and and like I said, I had no friends online. I didn't really um, engage much with the WoW community. Whereas now it's the complete inverse of that where I am so entrenched in the WoW community in terms of friends that I've made and spending time on Discord, talking to people about the game all the time. In answer to that, my real life, I have really sort of fallen away from my IRL friends, whether it's just a, a progression of life as well that, you know, I'm 38 years old and you do get a little bit older and the focus starts to become family more than friends. Um, I, I do not see my friends anymore. I don't even talk to them and it's not because of any animosity or any falling out. It's just the way it's gone. And I've been more happy to dive into a virtual life than a real life as I get older. And I, 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 Sort of am in awe of the people that can have a healthy version of both because I've never lived a life with that scenario playing out.
1: Well, it's it's the same thing I talked to Mel about. Like we hang out with so many people. Like COVID was it like wasn't that bad for us because we have so many <laughs> friends in the guild. Sorry, I'm sorry to anybody who's lost anybody. My I'm saying the quarantine wasn't as bad for us because we yeah, have so clarify. many friends. You know, like we and. We get to talk to them all the time and they're just right there instead of having to, to make plans to meet somewhere, and yada yada, yada. It's it's a really cool thing.
0: I would love I to mean, throw out my my only to be fair for the podcast. <laughs> um, oh,
3: I was gonna do it to, too.
0: Sorry. To be fair, Mel. You're talking about how you had or like most people's memories from Classic were about the community. I I've never heard clarified, you were I
3: said most people I know.
0: Sorry, but I've never heard you or Bob talk about the community when you played. I've only heard you guys talk about your sixty-hour raid week and how terrible oh, yeah. it was. But like, I've never heard you like bring up a person or like anyone who. Okay,
3: but it was honestly we didn't
1: like it's them. Just... Like we didn't like a lot of them. Like no, a lot of them I used bad gamer crew. words. Like a lot of them were no. mean to to women. And I mean, we were oh. only there because we wanted gear, and we sat through it because we wanted That's gear. That's not
3: true. That's not true. I enjoyed the people. But to be fair, once I, when Bob and I met, I was definitely, I was a sorority girl. I was 19. I was not interested in anything but going out and partying and having fun. And when we met, he was also appearing to be the same way. And then he tells me about this game. I give it a try, whatever. And then I'm a super competitive person, so I really dig in, right? I really want to be good at this. And it was about the community you built. Because if it was just about Bob and I, it probably would have faltered way long ago.
1: Yeah, we had some friends in the guild, but we didn't usually hang out with them outside of the guild. We usually Correct, hung out. But we but had a lot still, of real-life friends that played the game. So,
3: But it was still the community.
1: But hold on. This isn't about us. This is about Josh.
3: I know, no, but No it was... no no.
2: I'm loving the extended conversation. Duh. I hate yeah, it when it's I about sh-
3: me.
1: I struggle <laughs> with
3: not talking, okay?
1: Oh no, it, no, it's okay. It's okay. I just think we've told this story on the podcast before, is all. Um so Josh, how long like did you ever play private servers? Like, none of us here play no. private servers.
2: So when I started the show just over three years ago, um, you know, I there's there's definitely a part of me that you know and maybe it's one of the reasons that i pushed so as hard as i did with the show um there is a it's funny because i've never been accused of this online whereas many other content creators have and i kind of got a giggle out of it because i've never been accused of being a fraudster when it comes to content creation um you know i've i've been incredibly honest from day one with with my lack of knowledge about the game my level of skill with the game and and i think people did appreciate that I wasn't doing the gamer ego thing where you're like, Definitely. I'm the fucking greatest player in the world, get on my level, you fuck wits, blah 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 blah. When it was and <laughs> so many creators do that. Sorry, Bob? Oh, just so
1: many content creators do that. They make these 10 minute YouTube videos that they research everything. Like a podcast is different. You can't know everything we're going to talk about. You know what I mean? Like, it's
2: so. Yeah. I think uh. it's more that um, in gaming in 2021 and with the advent of, you know, um, competitive gaming and professional gaming across so many different genres that it really has flushed out. let's, Let's be honest. Gaming has changed dramatically in a a relatively short period of time, and it's moved from a uh, fun, passionate hobby that we do to kill some time into a very, very edgy, competitive, money-making industry. Um, And with that has brought out an exacerbation of ego across the board and people will not accept or even listen to anyone who shows any sense of being average or less at a video game you simply have no clout or your words carry no weight if you can't display elite skill at the given game that you are discussing and and people just quite simply give the impression that they will accept nothing less if you want to be on youtube if you want to be a streamer you better fucking be the best or you are nothing to me is the per- pervasive theory that sort of comes out.
3: But- I feel like that's the vocal minority.
2: No, I don't.
3: Um, I
1: like. I would make the argument that that's the problem with the Overwatch League is that they make yeah, these ex players be coaches, and they have no clue how the rest of the game works besides their specific roles. You know, and like, and everybody thinks just because you're good at a game, you know it in and out. And I don't think that's the case. But sorry. Yeah.
2: It's definitely more prevalent in first-person shooters in those communities, I think, for sure. But, um, you know, it goes hand-in-hand with what we highlight as, you know, what are the top toxic communities game by game? And we do talk about <laughs> COD and stuff being up there. But, you know, funnily enough, World of Warcraft is often listed not far behind and because there is a competitive element to World of Warcraft via PvP and via Mythic Plus that has introduced that side of the gaming uh, world to us as well. So what I'm getting at is... It was very hard to uh begin creating content as a know nothing person um but you know i i I never wanted to go down that avenue and try to pump myself up so i think just being you know honesty truly was the best policy but back to your private server question which is the spawn point of all of this um i'd never heard of private servers uh which is bizarre prior to starting the show and i didn't try my first private server until like a month or two into the show i remember um some private server did a did a fresh rollout like a month after the show started and i played with a, for a little bit with a few listeners um, but i i had no idea this scene existed and, and the reason i bring up the the fraud comment sorry I'm, I'm doing a very roundabout argument here but it all circles back eventually the reason i bring up the fraud argument is i felt like a bit of a fraud because I didn't know about private servers, and I didn't know about Nostarius. And whilst I was sitting around for years pining for World of Warcraft as it was, because I didn't like retail, there was this whole movement happening in the shadows that I, I, I didn't know about. And same, I feel same. like if my if my because my name wasn't on that petition, I do feel a little bit fraudulent to now be here <laughs> championing. The, no, seriously, like I champion the game in such a way, and, and and I love it so dearly. But but there are people out there who have been fighting for it much harder than me over the years. And so sure. I, I feel guilty over that. So I think it is a little bit disingenuous sometimes when I do the show to be like, I love wow classic. And, and there's a lot of people listening who are like, not as much as me, you fuck with. And, and they're right.
3: But I don't think you should feel that way because I feel like, yes, you feel like I didn't put as much effort in. And so I don't deserve this. But at the same time, you are willing and capable of, giving this voice to those people that maybe didn't have it right they didn't have the motivation or the confidence to put out a podcast and you do and so you were just giving them a voice
2: that that was kind of the the accidental uh what's the word i'm looking for the 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 brilliant accident that I fell into was the fact that I was so poorly versed with the game that I had to rely on other people to talk to in order to provide content. Cause I sat down and I was like, right, I want a podcast and and I just started a, a podcast uh, two months before Countdown to Classic, The Cinephiles, which is a movie podcast that, that Bob mentioned at the top of the show. And so we were like two months into that one. I was really enjoying podcasting. I'd done it 10 years ago in my late twenties with a few friends, you know, like every 20 uh, something year old white guy feels the compulsion to do for whatever reason. I started <laughs> up a podcast that was, it was the Seinfelder podcast. It was the show about nothing. And I don't know why we think that people want to listen to that and no one did rightfully so but um it, I, it the podcast bug never really left me and I'd considered a career in radio and it's funny because um sorry you've you've, you've opened up the rant bug here so um, hey, go for it I considered a career in radio and and one of my sisters is actually very good friends with a very famous uh, radio personality here in Australia. And he brought me into the radio station one day as a favor to my sister to give me a bit of a tour and a talk through what it might take to get involved in the radio industry. And he basically sat me down and said, look, mate, I'm not going to sugarcoat this. You're 28 years old. If you want to get into this industry, you start like, you know, you start getting educated and doing the work now, you'll maybe get behind a microphone in seven to eight years time and you'll be 35, 36. And I was like, I don't have time for that. And he's like, yeah, (laughs) very few people do. So that's why they all start when they're 21. Um, So I ditched the radio idea and just said, well, all I really want to do is, talking to a microphone and talk to people and so i'll just do podcasting so did the movie one then uh wow classic was announced so i said screw it i want to do a wow classic podcast but i'm really scared because i don't know the game how can i do this i drew up the game plan and went right Talk back radio. It's got to be talkback radio. What's my one skill that I have? I can talk to people. I can interview people. I'm literally, I'm a lawyer. I professionally question people all day. And and <laughs> on top of that, an added skill is all I do at work every day is I, I speak to liars. I speak to people who are trying to lie to me and I am trying to call them out on their lies. That is actually what I get paid to do. Um, so- <laughs> it comes with the added benefit of knowing when I, you know, my spidey sense tingles when people are talking shit to me. Um, so I had this dream of the talkback radio wow podcast, and I had to go through the grind of like the first 20 episodes or so when nobody knew who I was and nobody gave a shit um, of just reading through Reddit posts. And I thought, well, you know, I, I hate it when YouTubers create a YouTube video and all they do is read back verbatim, a blue post and call it like the news. And it's like, shut up. You you didn't, you didn't give me any insight. You didn't do anything. You just read it back to me. I could have read it on the website myself in a, in a lower amount of time. But so I thought I can't just get on the show and read Reddit posts and be like, here's what the people are talking about this week in wow classic. I actually have to add some form of commentary, and, and expand the conversation myself so i would sit down for hours and write these scripts and they were the first if you go back and listen to the first 20 episodes you can hear it's quite obviously scripted i'm not talking naturally it's not free-flowing monologues it's me struggling to understand the game at, at the level that the uh, people who were posting on reddit did and so i'd go through the best of reddit and re- just write for hours and hours and hours these prepared scripts and luckily enough for whatever reason even though I don't think it would necessarily fly now if I did it people were receptive to that and they I think it was just I got in early so people would just latch on to anything and luckily enough people people didn't think I was a dickhead so that was a selling point as well but I think a lot of people <laughs> don't
3: want to don't want to go through reddit <laughs>
2: <laughs> no no that and that's <laughs> right yeah yeah a reddit highlight thing it, it was like it worked out for me people don't want to either go there because they think it's a toxic place or they don't or they do want to go there and they don't have the time in their day to read the highlights right, it's a lot so, to sift through. yeah 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 so it was a fun little sort of highlight package of some deeper conversations but, but it's then not what the- you wanted to do Right? no 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 fuck no god no it's not what i wanted to do it's just taking up too much of my time and i didn't have the mental capacity to really keep you know writing these scripts because i was just like i said i was going to be found out as a fraud at some point <laughs> if i kept going so luckily enough the show caught fire and um you know you get that first person agreeing to an interview then you get that second person agreeing to an interview and that's that's all it took it literally is the spark out. yeah it, well, it it's just the spark that lights the fire um, and you carry on from there. And so th- the best part about it is I-, I-, I never just wanted one guest. I really did want roundtable guests you know, long form discussions. And thankfully mm-hmm. the show got to the point where it did get enough clout that I would have four or five or six people saying, I will come on as part of a group chat. And that that's all I wanted. I wanted people sitting down like you're at a pub discussing the things that we love because that's the experience that people don't get. And my, Bob, one of my biggest pieces of advices to you through this whole podcasting game has been do something different. You have to fight to be different. And and the one different thing that I've kind of carved a corner out of is, you know, as WoW gamers, like I said, people, maybe they're not super social. Maybe they don't head out a lot to bars and and maybe they don't know a lot of people in their real lives who happen to love WoW, so they don't have these conversations at home or in the workplace or at the bar. Well, I bring the bar to you and that kind of, you know, well, I wouldn't say chill because the, the show gets pretty hardcore, but like... I want to think that you can kick back with a beer and listen in like it's the chat that you would have had if, like I say, you were out and about and talking to people.
1: That's basically kind of like how we actually got on the board is I just one day was like just cold, you know, DM'd Sal Dally. It was like, hey, we're a new podcast. We'd love to have you come on and talk about the Guild Onslaught and, you know, what you do. And then... All of a sudden we could get other guests because yeah. they saw Salve Daly was on, you know, and mm. it's uh like you know and it, like we just like to have conversations on this yeah. on on this show and that's what it's about we don't ever pretend that we know everything and that's you mm. know what we do
0: although I'm, i am a little jealous i feel like we got called out for being frauds all the time at the beginning we'd post on reddit <laughs> oh, you yeah, would be like much. these idiots can't even do aq in 45 minutes they've got no idea what they're
2: talking about
3: <laughs> we got called out at being frauds because we had a struggle with identifying our opinions as opinions in not as facts. I
2: hate that. I hate people <laughs> who make that comment when it's when they can't read the tone of a conversation and like right. this oh my god this is not just wow this is life in general the amount of people on yeah. YouTube that go well that's just an opinion. No shit it's a fucking opinion. Can't you tell by what I'm saying?
3: Do I need to say
2: this is an opinion. Yeah. Before
1: opinion every alert. statement I make, yeah. Before every statement, I, yeah. It's just like if before you can every see, statement it's, I
3: will say opinion slash fact.
1: Yeah. If oh. it's if it's not a fact, like you're getting my opinion. I, yeah, I know. But I
0: mean, listen. I I'll also say it. I'll be like, listen. This is just for me.
3: Will you yeah. see, yeah. Me correct my. It is modified my behavior because you'll see me correct myself. I'm like nobody. I mean, nobody that. I have personally encountered has said this. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to speak for everybody.
2: Bob, it's another thing that you sort of reminded me of in, in talking about reaching out to, to South Dali, where you go like, um, you know, you got to shoot your shot with podcasting as well. If there's, for whatever reason, anyone listening out there who has ever considered podcasting, like there's really three pieces of advice that I'll give people. And like I said, number one, Bob, um, was to be different, right? That, that's that gotta be your your absolute at the, at the top of the uh, pile there. But then I think following closely behind that are things like shoot your shot. Like, you know, I, I got some big guests on the show and I was very, very thankful for that, you know, being able to get people like Rob Pardo- um, Kevin on Jordan. The show, you know, Kevin Jordan. And then and, and on top of that, like other guys in the industry, like Ralph Costa and everything, you know, these are heavy names in the industry and you, you know why they came on my show? Because I asked them. Like, that's it. You just you can't be afraid. You've just got to ask people.
1: For like people like like Willie, every time he comes on the show when we're done at post, he's like, Thank you guys so much. Because he spends his time making YouTube videos, but he loves Mm. talking about the game with like-minded people, and Mm. he doesn't get that opportunity. And you know, I've heard him thank you at the end of shows. Like he just loves talking instead of talking to his YouTube comments, you know what I mean? Mm. So you take your shot, and like be. they might just oh. say yes. You know, there's a lot of people that never answer me back. There's a lot of people that say they'll come on and then don't come on. Mm-hmm. Like I've had multiple ones. You know, yeah. ones uh, your uh, buddy who ghosted me after saying he was coming on the show, but no names. Oh, All right, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's just weird.
3: No, but could you guys imagine? Okay, like based on what we do, could you imagine doing a YouTube video and then just. Connecting through comments, <laughs>
2: oh. yeah, it's gotta it's gotta drive those yeah, poor guys nuts. ball game, yeah. And YouTube comments can be brutal, like along oh. with Reddit comments at the best of times. um it, It's a, there's a there's a strange side of gaming out there that rears its ugly head in commentary, and I'm not even talking about toxic commentary. I'm I'm talking about also that people that just I don't know. It's like they watch the video and and they draw the completely wrong conclusions out of things, <laughs> and they don't. They, they – uh, anyway, that's a whole other thing. They put but, words I
1: mean, in your mouth like uh, Snowbee was talking about on the show you were on yesterday, and he was just like, I didn't even make that argument, but you put it in the comments,
2: you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but, like, I mean, my final thing is kind of an underrated thing about, uh, you know, wow content and, and content in general is that – and, you, you know, you guys don't suffer from this, but so many people do um, – just the ability to talk to people. Like, it, it is such an underrated – ability for someone to engagingly and casually keep a conversation going with a person they okay. do not know right here is a yeah, strange a person you've never said two words to each other go and talk to them and and i've i've worked a, a job before I, I can't get into details but like i've worked a job before where um you know one of the skills needs to be talking to strangers and they test you by saying, go up and strike conversations with strangers and and we're going to watch and see how you go. And like, I've never had a problem talking to strangers. Like I talk to people about anything, but a lot of um, content does suffer from this. I don't really know how to keep a conversation flowing or make right. it seem natural and not awkward.
1: Definitely, definitely. You know where I think I actually got the skill that I have to do it. Like I'm not saying I'm good, but I actually got it because I was a, a smoker when I was younger and you're out smoking, you know, outside of a bar and there's freezing your butt off. Yeah. And you're talking to him or I'm on campus outside, you know, smoking during college and I'm just striking up a conversation, you know, and I think that helped me a ton with just being able to talk to people. And now, you know, you know, some people, you know, like me or don't, but I oftentimes make friends, you know, at BlizzCon and different EU events because I'm just super social, you know, and I think that yes. is definitely a skill. Yes.
0: Yeah, I got mine from being a 1950s confidence man. I used to just con people all the time left and right on the streets. And I- Oh, my God.
3: <laughs> I, I think I get mine from just my job i guess i have to meet new families all the time and i just have to run the conversation and meet them Mm -hmm. and
1: and we just don't care if we look stupid like i don't care if i look dumb when i'm talking to somebody you know
3: i tell Mm -hmm. people if they leave my job and you guys don't know what i do but if you leave work today and you don't feel like a bludgering idiot then you've done it wrong (laughs)
1: Mm -hmm. Well, so uh, you kind of already answered it, but so the Sitter Files was your first uh, podcast, right?
2: yeah so uh, i've talked about this a fair bit over the years where i'm like it, it kind of does break my heart that my baby my firstborn the cinephiles um it, it's nowhere near as, as doesn't get anywhere near as much reach as, as countdown to classic does and i understand why i'm not here to, to sort of bitch about it because like i said i talk. i made the joke about you know the um the the group of white guys in their twenties who get together and feel it's their uh, cultural responsibility to do a podcast together, but um you know the same thing applies to movie and and popular culture podcasts. When you start to talk about genres, like every every man, woman, and child has a movie podcast. It is a very very deep ocean, and so we are just a drip in that ocean. And it's very very hard to get an audience. And it's it's we believe in that show so much, and and I have. Plugged it so much to people IRL, where I'm like, I know I sound like a dickhead when I say this, and everyone says this about themselves, but I'm like, this is funny. This is this is actually laugh out loud funny, and and please (laughs) believe me. The
1: freaking the freaking Gollum clip where you guys were talking about my precious. I mean, I spit up my coffee in my freaking car and had to clean it off. You know, like it's a really good show.
2: The two guys I do it with honest.
3: Yeah, I've never heard it before, but. Is it a podcast or is it
2: on YouTube? No, 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 it's a regular podcast. Um, okay. So the two guys I do it with, uh, they're, they're lawyers that I work with. We work in the same office. We do the exact same job. Um, and they're just two of the funniest pricks I've ever met in my life. And all the comedy comes from them. And I just kind of – I'm sort of in host mode as well over there, which is just my niche that I've carved out. You know, I, I, I get to chill out a bit more and crack a joke more on that show than I do on Countdown to Classic. But – um. It's something where it, it, it does, and Bob I'm, I'm, and Mel and you guys and Yip, I'm, I'm sure that you can relate to this a little bit where you you pour your heart and soul into something and it does kind of break your heart when you believe in the quality of a product but it doesn't catch fire with an audience. So that show hasn't grown in two years. It's got a thousand people that listen to it. They tune in every, every episode, they're rampant fans, they write into us, they love what we do, but it just doesn't grow. Whereas Countdown to Classic, erupted into this leviathan of a thing and and i was putting in half the effort well in a weird way it's
1: just like but it's a it's a smaller market you can you can jump into that will grow your other bigger market like just think about uh just think about uh oh my gosh i'm blanking on his name uh kevin no uh johnson scott scott johnson who did the ins the it the in the instance instance, yeah the instance was huge but he moved into film, uh, film sack, and I believe that show's yeah. actually bigger now, because of his fan base that he brought over. Well, yeah, from the I other think way. it would
2: also be bigger because he doesn't. I mean, he keeps the Wow show going, but I don't think he's been as as interested in Wow for many years now. Yes. But even yeah. though he does the show every week. Right, yep. but
3: how much enjoyment do you get just from sitting down with your two buddies to talk about movies? Oh,
2: it's the best, and and it's the thing. It's right? conversations that would have been happening anyway, and you just happen to hit record. um so it's it's a very good excuse to use that time to hang out with friends as well um but yeah so that that's that started first then countdown to classic came then i started doing only just recently you know the countdown after dark episodes for my patrons and and so it's kind of like running three podcasts now and it is it is very hard and and again bob and and you guys all all of you on this show would know um you know when when countdown when, when you're trying to grow a show It really does, um, you know, I got quite obsessive with how hard I tried to grow Countdown to Classic to a, a negative point where it was, I was so tunnel vision with my love of Countdown to Classic that I, I forgot what was going on at home. You know, there were, there were parts where like, you know, Patricia and I sort of talk about it now and I wouldn't say we laugh about it, but we're glad we're past it. That, you know, it was tough on the relationship where she was like, we were a brand new couple and she's like, why does this guy care so much more about his podcast than me? And and I sort of did to an extent. And I now, you know, look back with such regret over how I just was so fascinated with the growth. But Look the only positive offshoot of that is because I put in all the hard yards, then um, I'm sort of reaping what I sowed now. but um, it was tough, it was really tough.
1: Yeah, and, and Mel and I over the years have definitely struggled with different things, just in gaming or you know we've had to find we've had to find happy mediums. I really love that first episode of a uh, of, uh, Count. Countdown to After Dark. That's uh, that's a that's a podcast you can get Patreon only, subscribing to Josh's Patreon for five dollars a month. It's a great bargain so far. So I would encourage anybody to go and, and like sign up. But they talked about their relationship and it was it was a really good episode, like where you guys poured your hearts out. And I think there's a lot of gaming couples that probably struggle with the same things you guys did. Like not even just podcast, you know. Hmm.
3: Right. We definitely have. We've struggled with I get annoyed that he's podcasting so much. He gets annoyed with me when I don't want to watch a new YouTube video by Willie or
0: Stay Safe or something.
3: He's like, he turns it on and I'll like put my headphones in and do something else. And he's like, We do a podcast, Mel. Why don't you want to watch this? And I'm like, listen, dude, I'm so all done with that right now. I nope not gonna do it and even though we do a podcast together and everybody thinks like hey you know our life is lovely bliss it's like looking at facebook pictures of people where they like you know everything's fine and dandy over there granted we are very happy and I don't want to mm, make it sound mm. like we're <laughs>
1: relationships are not fifty fifty. They're one 100 one hundred. And it's just it's a lot of work. And if you stop working, the relationship stops. That's my advice to everybody for relationships, but we're not gonna do that. We're gonna move on to I'm the just the third
0: wheel to- here, and I'm two hundred percent for yip.
2: <laughs> no, my, my advice, yip, my biggest advice is data gamer. For God's sakes, data gamer.
3: Okay, I and wasn't I, I know a gamer, they're hard though. hard to
2: find. No, no, but you you had an open mind to it when you guys started out, which I think I is mean, much more open than, than a lot of people.
3: Reluctantly, though.
2: Yeah. It I was think,
3: not
1: easy. It,
2: yeah, it's definitely, you know,
1: it's easier said than done to find a gaming partner.
2: Oh, it really is. It's very hard.
3: If you don't find a gaming partner, find somebody that's competitive because that will transition if you can get them into gaming. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, the problem is it's hard to explain right off the bat. It's like, oh, you want to hang out? Not on Tuesday or Thursday, though. Sorry, I'm a, I'm a <laughs> yeah, tank. I yeah, can't yeah. miss my raid. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. you have
3: to pull a Bob where he just is like, yeah, let's hang out on Monday and we'll go to the bar. We'll do all sorts of fun stuff. And then like three months after I fall in for him, he's like, so World of Warcraft.
2: And I'm like, <laughs> no, what? Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, I've got it. Just, you You explain to them. Look, look, look. Not to start this relationship on off on a bit of lies, but I'm a professional hacky sacker, and on Tuesdays and Thursdays, <laughs> that's when my league gets together, and I just can't do those nights.
3: If or they can I accept play that, they can accept wow, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fair, I've got bad practice, but
1: we just haven't it. got a gig yet. Right. Say <laughs> so you have a business oh,
3: meeting on Tuesdays and Thursday nights. It For goes me, it's until even 2 more than that.
0: I love the podcast, but Tuesday raid, Thursday raid, Friday podcast. I've got a lot of scheduled <laughs> wow in my life.
1: But
3: uh. <laughs> We're keeping you from love. I see. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> All right, so, moving on. Um, real quick, though, I did want to ask you what your favorite expansion is. Real quick,
2: oh, I'm, it's it's such a tough question. It, it really Wait, is. When I did it's, you it's, stop first? I stopped uh, about three months into Cataclysm. Same. Okay. Same. So, yeah, same. it is It is a very, very uh, popular point of exit for many people um, <laughs> right around the beginning of, of Cataclysm. Um, now, look, it's a really hard question, Bob. I mean, obviously because I only played, like I said, Cataclysm made me leave. So I played vanilla, I played TBC, I played Wrath. So it's, it's a pretty limited choice. But, like, I, I look at TBC and I look at Wrath and I really think about this. And whilst I – oh, God. I lean towards Wrath, even though I don't want to answer Wrath. It's such yes. a weird <laughs> way to put yes. it. Yes, yes,
1: I do the same thing. I teeter between TBC and Wrath, but I really liked a lot that was in Wrath. There was just uh, ugh.
2: Let, let me let me put it this way. I think TBC is the objectively is the better expansion. That's my answer there. But yep. I have more fond memories of Wrath personally,
1: and especially Wrath. Beginning of wrath, like first half of wrath. You know what I mean? Yes, yes, absolutely. I like the
0: end of wrath personally as well, too. But uh, (laughs) but
3: why? Why do you guys think that is? Why do you have more fond memories of wrath? What was such a fond memory?
1: Well, looking for group is why I don't have like the the fond memories at the end of it. Don't
3: have. I'm saying what
1: it was just a really good expansion.
2: Personally, for me, I think. I think the – because I, I'm, I'm, I gravitate more towards um, – God, how do I put this? Um, the creative side is such a stupid thing to say. The creative side of a game in terms of the soundtrack and the story. Um, and I think that – I really think the Wrath soundtrack is, is one of the best ones. Um, and I, I think it's better than, than TBC, to be honest with you.
3: Are you going to be mad that I've never played with music on?
2: Uh, I wouldn't be mad, but like, all I'll say is you're, you're the exact opposite to me because I'm one (laughs) of those people who, even though I podcast, I 90% of the time I play the game and, and people would think I'm crazy for doing this. I just play with the music on and nothing else. And it's bizarre because you've heard those tracks 1 million times. So why wouldn't you just have an audio book or a YouTube video or a stream on or something like that? I don't know. Just more often than not, I just want to have the ambiance of the music playing because I enjoy the music. Um, so, <laughs> I feel but like also I the, need to the,
3: go through <laughs> the different places with the music on because I have legit never heard it.
2: Oh, it's so good! It's so, I'll tell you what, Mel. I'll, I'll get not not to plug myself too hard, but uh, I'll give you a recommendation. Um, if you go and check out episode ninety three of Countdown to Classic, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you one small favor, Mel a physical challenge, if you will, I want you to go away and listen to the 90 minute conversation I have at the top of that episode. Right. And then I want you to come back to me and talk to me about how you feel about the music in wow. Okay.
3: Okay. Okay.
2: Okay. Hold on. Tell me that episode one more time.
3: 93.
2: 93 is the best episode I've ever made. I've, I'm so, so proud of that one. And the guest was absolutely phenomenal. It was a chat I had with Chimley. Um, anyway, uh, I, I, I'm actually going to go listen to that again now that I've mentioned it. I love it so much. I've heard it a thousand times. It's it's like, it's like, it's so, let me be really, really crude for a second, guys. It's like wanking in a mirror for me. Like I listened to that episode all the time and like, fuck, I knocked this one out of the park. Um, And my, my guest did as well.
0: I know I'm the only freak who played past Wrath of the Lich King, but in Miss of Pandaria, I, of okay. course, have the collector's edition. I would just listen to the soundtrack CD while I played. So it wasn't yeah, always nice. the same zone I was in, but <laughs> you also had like the full expanded songs and they do a great job. Like I, yeah, they, yeah. the music is just amazing and it really gets you into it.
3: I feel like this is a whole, a whole different era of WoW that I have never experienced. But if
0: I, you haven't been a Stranglethorn I'm, with music on, you're missing out. That's okay, because saying. when
3: I started with Bob, he said, okay here's your settings turn the music off and i said okay. i
1: always turn music off mm-hmm. in and every so i turn the music game. off
3: so i literally have never listened to it i will say the it's one time I'm i listened to it
1: centric though it's because i want to hear the audio cues to know what to do next that's why it's not because right. i don't like music though
3: the one mm-hmm. time i listened to it was when i walked into the tbc beta for the first time and i was walking around and i was like what is that mm-hmm. and then i was he- like oh my God, my music's on.
2: (laughs) But to couple up with that, like the other, the other part of it is, like I said, when we talk about like, you know, creativity from the developers comes with the plot and the storyline. And Wrath of the Lich King had one of the greatest aces up its sleeve that so uh, few other expansions have had. And like I said, I didn't pay much attention after Cataclysm, so I can't really speak too much on this, but I don't think they've been able to, to recreate this, but they had the ace up their sleeve of Arthas. And, and what Arthur brings with him is a, number one, a very well-known character. Number two, a relatively, well, not relatively, scratch that, just a beloved character in an odd mm-hmm. way. Um, and also, number three, it's a hard connection to a previous beloved title that people absolutely were very familiar with the lore and story of. So while in TBC... I just feel like TBC's, you know, if you call it the plot or storyline, I know generally MMO plots are supposed to be light, um, but I feel like TBC gets a little bit more credit than it maybe deserves because I feel like it's still very much of that vanilla uh, flavor where there's just these, uh, you know, uh, breadcrumbs of a story left around. And yeah, I get the, the, the whole burning Legion thing is quite pervasive through everything that you're doing in Outland, but I don't feel like I'm playing through a story necessarily when I'm playing TBC. Whereas with Wrath... Yep. you Get so, all those, so, like, scenes and stuff. Yeah, you're really playing through an ongoing plot. And Arthur is this huge figure looming at the end, like this dark so Vader-like figure. I think that it's a, sto- a way of storytelling that they haven't quite been able to replicate, not only in terms of delivery, but but also in terms of having that, that ace up the sleeve in past connections. So you'll never get that again. And and that's why my fond memories from Wrath, I'm a big story guy. It's a huge issue for me to have an important, like to have not only an important plot, but also a good one. Um, So yeah, I mean, TBC, I think objectively is the stronger expansion from a game design perspective when you look in totality, but I think Wrath has perhaps more, you know, yeah, fun things for me personally. I think and Arthas is really
0: pinnacle there too, because, oh my god, Bob, <laughs> dual spec. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Arthas is, is, because what you're describing is almost exactly the leveling experience in Shadowlands, which I'm not a super like, oh, I really like on the rails, but it's really story driven. But it's missing any sort of like, this. is this even WoW? Like, I'm not sure what this is. These villains are like, who are they? Or the people they bring back, they bring back and maybe in like a really odd way. But that Wrath of the Lich King cinematic I can't watch it without choking up When it's like The forest of Iran Whispered your name Oh Arthas. yeah And you're just so like So good Oh, oh
2: I'm, I'm, Arthas I'm, I'm, and- I'm getting goosebumps Just over your impersonation
3: <laughs> You know what I feel bad about Is that So I came into WoW With Bob And I The lore Zero interest Right But I Came well, in- that's because
1: you didn't play the original uh, Warcraft games. We did. Correct. You
3: know? But I also think it was like my first introduction to like MMO and gaming in general, other than like Super Mario Brothers. But I think when I feel like I have the same feelings about Overwatch because they started Overwatch when it started. And the lore of those characters, I'm like super invested in. You know, the cinematics are amazing and I love it. And I, I just feel bad that I don't have that same, I don't know, nostalgia for wow in that way. I still don't know much about the lore.
0: I will admit, uh, this is full. Here's some full facts. I have retroactive nostalgia for the Wrath of the Lich King cinematic. I was not that interested in Wrath of the Lich King as it came out, as I think I was fourteen <laughs> or fifteen. Interesting, but it, it, like, it, I didn't appreciate it until like after it came out and i was rewatching the cinematics and i maybe i replayed warcraft uh in between that time and then when i rewatched that cinematic i was like whoa like i think that it's not too late <laughs> to really appreciate it uh and get and get into it not not that you have to uh but like there's something there's something about the Arthur story specifically too that that really just it just it just hits so good i don't know <laughs> all
1: right well we're Kind of wind it down now. I just have like a couple extra questions for you. they will be pretty easy. I know you've got stuff to to do, Josh, but real quick, horde or alliance.
2: Oh man. Oh man. Mm. All right. Careful. Um uh, I have played horde through classic. I played Alliance in Vanilla. Okay. So that's that's the the layout for you. How do I feel about things? I have loved playing horde and seeing the other content that I missed in classic, right? I really, really have, and i I enjoy playing horde, and I will continue playing horde. having said that, I really miss the alliance um and I know it breaks some hearts of of people to hear me say that, but I truly, honestly believe, and I actually throw this a little bit, well, it's hard. I was going to say I throw this back on the developers, but, I mean, they had to get a certain theme and motif across with the Horde that I think they did achieve. But I just find th- the pure aesthetics and and love of design that went into the Alliance cities, um, <laughs> it, it it's not that they didn't put the same effort into the Horde cities, but the Horde cities have to send across such a um, – less complicated theme, if you know what I mean. Like they're supposed to be less developed. You know, the the, the right. orcs are building a new home in Orgrimmar. It's not supposed to be this beautifully fantastic, you know, hundred year old city or whatever. City, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, they, the they achieved their goal. Too. I just, it just, I miss Stormwind so badly. I I miss it so, so, so much. Cause I spent so much time, I was a, I was a goblin back in vanilla. I spent so much time in the auction house and that's how I made all my money. So I I don't even want to know how many hours I spent in Stormwind. I, for whatever reason, Ironforge wasn't my city of choice. It was Stormwind and I just lived outside that mailbox in that auction house. And the music like rings in my head and I've yeah, I've created an alliance character in Classic and when I go to Stormwind, I just fall apart and just go, Oh my god, I'm missing this. I'm and and Patricia, my wife, wants to start an alliance character and like but not yet. She's still like maybe when TBC drops and I'm I'm just busting to get there.
3: Okay, so you guys both need to just start an alliance character on White Main and we'll go from there. <laughs>
1: yep. And I mean <laughs> you actually you're kind of like like me, but opposite. Like, we played Alliance in vanilla, but then we re-rolled Horde, TBC through Kata, and I'm super excited to see what the Alliance is like now in TBC and Wrath, so, yeah. Well,
0: the, thing that, the thing that you're missing, just a small hint, it's not as cool as Arthas coming back, but when you walk into Stormwind, I mean, I think the most iconic thing is those amazing statues of of like the great heroes. And yeah. if you don't know, these are the people who they they went on expedition to Outlands like they're the ones who went to Draenor and they're all presumed dead. But really, all of them in like, wow, Lord, they're all basically just missing in Outlands. So there is like some cool tie back to I've been coming to the city this entire expansion, these statues never really meant anything to me, and unfortunately, you just get like really tidbits, like they mention them in quests and stuff when you go to Outlands. But there was something there to
2: really
1: connect quests? that alliance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, I love that. I thought Outlands. you were going
2: to say for a second. I thought you were going to say for a second that the best part about Stormwind was Topher being NAB. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. So, uh, last two questions. The, like the first one is like, so you've told me you plan to keep count. Countdown to Classic going into TBC, which is awesome. Why didn't you keep it going through Classic? Like it was so. It, like I've re-listened to a bunch of episodes. It was so good. Why didn't you keep it going?
2: It was. It was burnout. It was burnout that my listeners warned gotcha. me about. That that I was. I had the hubris of thinking I would not fall under the spell of. Um, I thought I had the energy of a 21 year old, I, nothing could touch me. I was invincible. I was bulletproof. Um, you know, this show is going so well as if I would get sick of it. Um, and early on my listeners were like, you have to stop or you will just, you know, you'll quit because you'll be so burnt out. And, and that's unfortunately what happened in the end. Luckily enough, it didn't happen for quite some time. You know, the show went on for a year and a half before it really set in. Um, but. Pure and simple i I just I, I had to start I had to stop virtually ignoring my beautiful wife, I had to stop being so obsessive over the show um i I was just ready, I was tired I was done and and I sort of like also I achieved the goals that I'd set out, so you know the show got really big. I interviewed all the people I wanted to interview except for my, my one final goal that I don't think will ever come to pass is all I've ever wanted from the show is to interview a, a current employee of Blizzard to come on my show and talk about world of Warcraft. That's a whole nother can of worms. So they won't do those. it. They, they, do not like the classic community. They want nothing to do with this. They want nothing but lay up questions from fucking people that will ask them. Um, if you show yeah. any semblance of intelligence, they do not want to ask people who can ask follow-up questions and you have to toe the company line. And that is not us, unfortunately. Dude, so you would
1: have like, you would have, Oh, we did the Al recap podcast. We interviewed players. You wouldn't believe the amount of things they made me take out, things that were not needing to be taken out. And that was not Blizzard. It was the teams. But I mean, still, like it was just uh yeah. I get I get what you're saying.
2: Yeah, and and that's almost that's almost why I don't want to do it, because that does not sit well with me. And I've talked to Patricia I don't about filter. this yeah i've talked to patricia about this and and we kind of disagree on this one where i've said to her if for whatever reason the opportunity came up um to like you know it was it was floated out there I buy a Blizzard employee very recently, last month. Hey, we might get you an interview with Holly, and I haven't heard any word on it since. And I'm look, it might still happen. Don't get me wrong. I want to. I don't want to sound doom and gloom, but I still, my gut tells me it won't happen. And and Patricia's been like, you know, what would you do if you interviewed her? And I was like, I I would go full hog and ask all the all the questions, all the questions people want to hear. And she was like, what would you do if they started? telling you you couldn't ask questions about a certain topic or if they edited stuff out i'd be like well then i probably wouldn't do the interview because i'd rather not talk to them at all than have stuff you know then just be a voice for their script but then yep. patricia's like but that's very um you know you can't it's also you're throwing away an opportunity right. do you really want to be that sort of pig-headed about it to the point that you blow the chance to to get a foot in the door. And I'm like... I think
3: you just make it clear that you can't talk about these topics, right? Like at the beginning of your episode, you say, hey, I'm going to have an interview with this person. And just so you know, I could not ask anything about X, Y, and Z subjects.
1: Literally, yeah. when I sent you the questions for your interview... You saw that I said, hey, Josh, let me know if you, you want me to add or take out any questions. That's learned mm-hmm. behavior because of working with Overwatch League teams.
2: Right, right, right. I say, um, but yeah, that that that's always been the goal. Um, I I will still rest easy if it never comes to pass. But uh, again, that's uh, we could do a whole another two hour episode on my thoughts on Blizzard's communications department and the way in which they manipulate the media. I think it yep. is ridiculous. Um, they are a cow- just a coward of a company. But the and Mel, you would appreciate this. Every everything that we. Eviscerate them for publicly is actually the right business decision to make. Um, it is their marketing team being smart and not exposing themselves to critique in a negative way, so that all the press you see out there in the world about Blizzard is positive and it's it's right. the r- smart decision, but it's not one that sits well with uh, customers. Um, right. but anyway, that's that's another topic for another day.
3: but also what they could say probably would sit worse with customers in one day or another. You know what I mean? Like if they yeah. let them just go out, there's a lot that would be like, "Whoa!"
2: Yeah, trust me. But Bob and and Mel and Yep, the the conversation about and I've been wanting to do this for a long time. The the tongue in cheek conversation about the Blizzard state media is real and a deep one.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, and definitely. I think that not having BlizzCon has really been a struggle, right? Because we, that's where we got a lot of our one-on-one interviews. Last year at BlizzCon, no, the year before at BlizzCon. But I think that it was, it's a great place to kind of make those connections and get those ins and have people that you can meet face-to-face and talk to and then build from there.
1: Mm -hmm. And not, I mean, uh, like, I know a lot of Blizzard employees, and they're not all shields. I think, like, it's the finance guys that are the enemy, and I think there's a lot of employees that feel that, too, and yeah right. th- th-
2: there's a bit of kool-aid drinking going on, but yeah I, I don't like to make it sound like everyone who works there is of a certain type but but anyway, um back to the show and 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 you know why I ended it that that's kind of why, but in talking about the TBC side of things, um yeah, I have intimated that the show would keep going post launch, but uh, to be honest with you, I like to keep the door open It's something where I've sort of said um i I I want the ability to sort of just do the show when I want. And I would like to live in a reality where, you know what, if a month or two go by between episodes, then so be it. And I just do one when I feel yeah. like it. But yeah, the talk show when will there's definitely something to talk about Yeah, 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 yeah. And the show, you know, to the disappointment of the listeners perhaps to see to hear this. Yes, post launch the show is not going to occur very often. Um, I'm ramping, I'm, I'm trying to do them as often as I can now, um, without burning out, um, to, to, to do right by the community. But, um, I, I'm, I'm getting much closer to considering retirement once TBC launches than people probably realize.
1: Oh no. Oh no. Oh. See, it's weird. Cause big. Be- we first started this pod, this podcast because I was just like, there's no podcast. Like, everybody mm. did like you. A lot of YouTubers, podcasters burnt out and just stopped doing them, and there was no mm. podcast. So I was like, well, I'm just yeah. going to make my own. So we decided to make an hour-long podcast every two weeks. Yeah. All, all of a sudden, because we thought there wouldn't be much to talk about, all of a sudden- it's a two-hour podcast every week, and it's just like, yeah. and we're not running out of stuff to talk about. It's crazy, mm-hmm. but I hope you keep going because I really, really love your show. But aside from the podcast, what about this? Is the last question: What about your plans in game for TBC? Because you've gotten an, you've gotten kind of hardcore here, like you said earlier in the last you know few months. Like, mm. are you going to do TBC?
2: Yeah, hardcore? I I, w- I wouldn't say that I've become a sweaty player but I can feel myself getting sweatier if that makes sense um I yeah. have but it it's it's a shame as well because as you start to get more familiar with the game you do start to shake that happy-go-lucky vibe with the game and you start to expect more of yourself you start you start to expect more of your um you know uh guildies and i have started to become irritated by mistakes in a way that i never was before because now i am pushing at a higher level and i am understanding my classes more and more and i do know what a maximum efficiency rotation entails and it's silly for me to say this because i'm still the person who i've sort of dug my heels in the sand with classic where i and it's so funny because everyone would throw away everything i say when they when i hear this i have I don't do enchants, I don't do consumables, I don't do world buffs. I have been really bullish on that and refuse to. And people say that's very selfish of me. But I run pugs, so I'm I'm not in a guild, so it's not quite as bad. You know, I don't feel guilty turning up to a pug run without world buffs or anything. And, like, the beauty of it then is it's, you know, it's ZGs, it's MCs, it's BWLs. Um, I enjoy finishing on top of people with enchants with world buffs with consumables on the overall damage charts because some of them not all of them don't get me wrong a lot of them fucking smoke me but you know some of them feel the need this feel that it gives them the right to not push their buttons anymore because they put in all the work to oh i'm so powerful now well yeah but you still got to do stuff um, whereas I'm in there and when you don't have enchants and when you don't have consumables, when you don't have world buffs, no one is fucking working harder in that raid than me to um prove to people that I'm not some dickhead who's just there for free loot.
0: Yeah, not to put Bob on blast, but I we definitely I see that attitude in our guild where it's like, how can I parse any higher? I don't have Dark Moon Fair buff this week, I don't have War Chiefs Blessing this week, and it's like <laughs> play better. You know, like there are like, there are definitely yeah. things you can do. Dude,
1: I struggle with this. Like it's a very slippery slope. This act, this actually is a slippery slope. The more you learn about the game, the more you're going to get upset with people that screw up because you, you start to feel internally that you've put in this time to do all this research, yada, yada, yada. And then all of a sudden you're getting irked by people not doing it. And it's it's rough like the more you learn and you'll see that's why so many people that know so much are the biggest dicks. Like it's because they've gotten to that point and they're like why aren't you at this point, you know? And right. mm. it's a real rough thing.
3: It's just like anything else in life when you know it really well and it seems common sense other people doing it wrong, you're just like mind blown. Like yeah. what's happening? But I do have <laughs> one question for you, mm. Josh, is So it sounded like in Classic, you played, or not in Classic, in Vanilla, you played kind of as a loner rogue doing your own thing. Mm. And then you came back, and now you're playing Classic, and you're not a loner because you have your podcast community and your, you know, guild and different things, but is there a reason you didn't decide to fully immerse yourself into a guild that plays and clears content and does different things than maybe you experienced yeah. before?
2: The, the, because and, it's and, and, hard, and, right? Well, no, 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 I, I I, slightly mentioned this before but didn't go into great detail on it in terms of like, yes, that loner element of my gameplay still does rear its head to this day. Not not as much as it did 15 years ago, but I am still, and, and it's true in real life as well, Patricia could probably tell you this, but like I, I tend not to try to, um, you know, either rely on the help of other people or um, I'm very... I'm very hard to win over like i I, I take my time making friends I, I keep people at an arm's length and watch them from afar before I go, okay, this is my kind of person now I want to spend a lot of time with them. All of my best friends in the world will tell you I was a dick to them the first you know few times that we met you know he didn't fucking say anything and he was really like you know blah 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 and and now they can't shut me up and we're great friends and yeah uh, but like that's just me but I've
3: feel like i would have been like you if i didn't have bob to be honest because bob Mm. told me he says we're joining this guild and i was like we're not gonna join that guild bob like what do we have to bring to it no i'm not gonna make friends i literally didn't talk in the guild for a
1: month how -hmm. did you feel about how strong i came on to become your friend josh
2: (laughs) yeah no it's 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 easier like when we're not When we're not playing together, I find it easier to bond with people over this kind of stuff. Do you know what I mean? We all love World of Warcraft. Let's be mates and talk. But when we're in game and we're doing the content together and we're we're actually like sharing an experience in in and trying to achieve a common goal, I'm kind of like, yeah, I I was like that, Mel. I I didn't talk like I found a new guild recently. I didn't really talk like I didn't talk to them for a month, and now I'm in voice chat, slowly but surely getting involved. Um, Right. But what I'm sort of getting at is. Um, I didn't raid much through classic and that's why I could afford to be the guy that didn't have enchants, that didn't do consumables, right. that didn't do world buffs. So I was, you know, like I said, I've got six characters at level 60. The reason for that is I just leveled and leveled and leveled for the vast majority of the classic lifespan. And people go, how the fuck do you have six characters? Because all I've done is level for a year and a half. <laughs> um, but do you, you know- regret
3: that? Do you wish you would have? gotten a character uh, to 60 and yeah i guess yes you can't regret no. it because you don't know what it is you yes
2: know what I mean? and no so I, I i don't regret the fact that now coming into tbc i have six alts <laughs> that's <Fair>. freaking fantastic <laughs> um and like i said out of those six characters one level one level on one character was mage boosted um good for so, you I, outside of that, I do regret it because now I'm falling in love with raiding and I'm kind of like, oh, where has this been all my what life? Why, yeah, yeah, why <laughs> didn't – why didn't? and I had a raiding guild and, I, and I've, I'm friends with all these guys in this Australian guild and they were always kind of like, yeah, why doesn't Josh raid with us? And I was like, because I'm a casual. I like to level. It's what I do. Um, and I was terrible at the game. But now I'm getting better and now I'm falling in love with raiding and that's why I've been – hugging the crap out of the game over the last few months because I'm like, wow, BWL is a lot of fun. Wow, you know, MC is like my favorite raid in the game. Um, (laughs) And so with TBC coming, I, I, I will be the guy who gets all the enchants. I will be the guy who picks up fucking enchanting awesome. for the best in slot um, ring enchant. I will be the guy who constantly has consumes, hopefully, if I can afford it. I will be the guy that looks to raid and take down the content because I do regret, if I could go back in time, I do wish that I was going through Molten Core with everyone at the time, doing it and getting excited about it. So um, that's why I'm sort of excited for fresh classic servers as well. It gives me a chance to do it again with this new mindset. But yeah, for TBC, I'm, I'm quite interested in being not the sweatiest player, but sweatier than I have been to this point. Awesome. Right. Yeah. And
3: we're not the sweatiest. And it's funny because you say you're like excited to go back to classic and try it that way, which we all did it that way. And yeah. we we're, we're done. We're done. Yeah. yeah. yeah we
1: did back molten core <laughs> for going oh, on two years. <laughs> yeah, <and> So, <laughs> but I think also though, Melody and I just got really lucky. We just stanced mm-hmm. into the guild Vargaflogen, and it's a bunch of really good people and lots of knowledgeable people and lots of people that aren't forcing you to be sweaty. And so we got lucky. I think it's a really hard – there's a lot of people that ask me how to find a guild, and I don't have a good answer for them because we just mm-hmm. got lucky. And maybe like, – I don't I'll know. I'll be honest.
0: I don't think we got I, – I I like the guild – I love the guild, but to be honest, from starting from phase 1, I feel like we just had to pound the guild into what it is now. Like mm. you bring on personalities gotcha. who maybe don't mesh and they leave and they gain and you you try yeah. to find your place. We struggle with how sweaty are we? Do we do we demand people to consume? Mm. Do we demand people world buff? There are all these things that eventually and now we've ended up in a position where everyone is like really on the same page I think about what we want.
3: Right, but we got lucky in the fact that we got lucky to join a guild that had the leadership to make those things happen, right? Not that we got lucky yeah. that the guild we joined had the same exact people and we're killing it. No, that's not the case. But we got lucky to join a guild that the leadership was able to modify things and do what they needed to do yeah. to make us continue to stay together. And we're at nax and we're mm. still here.
2: Well, sorry one last one last thing if it's okay that was, the time
1: no i was gonna ask you any closing thoughts
2: yeah, yeah yeah so just just the final thought on everything we just talked about in terms of being lucky of finding the right guilds like i've really gained such a, a deeper understanding of the community particularly over the last few months because i've been diving in the raiding waters a bit more and everything that people have talked about on my show for so long finally makes sense to me that i never really understood before where um you you absolutely have to find something that fits like a glove for you. And there's no, you know, there's no wrong answer for a guild. A guild can be whatever they want to be if they're having fun as a collective, right? And and my example was I, I joined a guild on one of my alts about oh, three months ago and they were a brand new guild. And they were like, hey, guys, we are a brand new guild, funnily enough, of relatively fresh 60s, even though it's very late into classic. And uh, we are going to be tackling the content like, you know, on a progressive basis, like you guys were a year ago. So we're only just about to step into Molten Core. If anyone has an alt and you're interested and you want to go through that progression with us for a bit of shits and gigs, join the guild. And I was like, that sounds lovely. I would love to do that. So on my <laughs> warlock that had no gear, um, I, I signed up with my my bis or close to my bis. And was looking forward to, to doing some ZG and some MC with these guys. And it was all great and they were lovely people. So I sign up for a ZG and we get in there. And as I said, as confirmed in voice chat, just really, really nice salt of the earth people. But they proceed to struggle through ZG and they take three and a half hours to finish ZG. And they didn't even down Hakar. car. And they really struggled with the concept of all the fights. And even though we explain like, hey, corrupted blood, you've got to move away from people, blah, blah, blah. It just <laughs> wasn't happening. And, and that was the moment where I had this epiphany where I was like, am I the prick? Am I now, have I lived long enough to become the villain? <laughs> because I was screaming at home. Get my was Yeah, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't having a go at them. I didn't want to be that guy. But I'm, you know, my microphone's off and I'm screaming like, what the fuck are you doing? Oh my god! Um, and. And the tables had turned where I was once that guy and now I've leveled up somewhat to to know a little bit more where I'm not that person anymore. But everything is um, relative because now I think of, you know, I take like your guy's guild for example or even I've got a, a guild with some Australians who are uh, relatively hardcore with the game but there's always a bigger fish and there's, you know, your onslaughts or your speed running top one percenters who look at, what is objectively a very good guild still and go, oh my God, I could never run with those fuckers. They don't know shit. You know what I mean? It's just finding what's right for you and getting lucky. Right. Yeah,
3: Yeah, I mean, we're in a semi-hardcore guild and we were very excited when we downed Naxx in one night, in a three-hour night, right? Mm. Like, that was huge for us. We were like, wow, we did it. And again, then we went last week, and wiped in BWL, like whatever. <laughs> Sorry, that off. What? don't talk about what?
0: that. We, we're not we
3: gonna didn't talk, talk about, about our
0: raid this week for a reason.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Moving on, we're oh, man, amazing.
1: Oh, All right, well, this has been a this has been a great show. Uh, Josh, do you have any last things to say about anything we've talked about before I start going into closing?
2: no i just want to give you guys a word of encouragement and just say look it's it's all well and good to sort of say you know yeah i've had a fun time with countdown to classic and and yay and everything it's 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 been fun what i've the collection of episodes i built up in the past and everything but i'm really looking forward to the future and and you know with what you guys are doing it's more you know even if i do wind up walking off into the sunset you know i really encourage you know people like you to keep doing what you're doing um you know prospective podcasters out there or youtubers out there who have thought about doing it but have never had the confidence to actually pull the trigger um by all means do it keep going you know all three of you here, I just want to give you my undying love and affection for taking the time out to provide the community with these conversations that, whether you know it or not, there are people worldwide who who enjoy spending time with you and 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 thank you, whether they say it or not, for taking time out of your personal life to entertain people that you don't know. So just keep doing what you're doing guys and 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 much love to you.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and I would echo that to like all the new YouTubers. I'm checking out you new guys. I'm loving it. Keep the content coming. Like I'm loving it. Like I want more content because it's all I consume at the moment. So please.
3: And can we all take a moment to just say, Josh, don't quit what you're doing. We love you. <laughs> yeah, we really and do. And <laughs> if you're gonna quit, your only excuse is to come to White Main and play. Alliance <laughs> and join our guild.
2: Well I think okay. um what's what's the server that we're probably gonna roll on? Um oh god, what server do they play on? And uh yeah, wherever Lion is, I think it's oh man, someone in chat is gonna help me. Mike, what's the name of the server? Um I've forgotten. But anyway, I I think we do have a server in mind, Um, but that's, that's been, that's been the worst part about WoW Classic is not being able to play with all my, uh, Smolderweb. Thank you so much, Mike. Smolderweb is the server that we're probably going to roll on if we do get round to those Alliance characters, but
1: the, the, easily
2: the worst part is not being able to play with friends because the beta is teaching me right now i'm playing with regular guests of mine i'm I'm playing with the other day i played with ale Def camp melderon we're spamming dungeons right. in the beta we're having the time of our lives not because we're playing the beta necessarily but because we're playing together, we're playing together. and we've been yeah. friends for a couple of years now and Def it's it and blows my basic. mind that we haven't been able to play together and yeah. it's
1: yeah well, sure. if I could entice you a little bit more, White Man is fifty-fifty horde and alliance currently. So
2: <laughs> mm. it's uh, <laughs> the, the the U.S. thing is so hard because of the time yeah, difference. Yeah. yeah, I'll. I'll I'm always, seeing. I'll, I'm I'll seeing that Smolderweb
0: is U.S. West. I'm being told Smolderweb U.S. West. Mm. So is White Man. All right.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna end out the show. It was it was a great show. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at WC Reloaded. You can also follow the mash those buttons network at the Mash Network. Uh, if you want to send us a long form message or a story, you can do so by sending an email to WCR at gmail.com. If you'd like to join our disc, our discord for all the shows on the mash network, that's mash.gg slash discord. How can you help the podcast out? Well, reviews are the best way iTunes. And then you can also leave reviews at uh, war- WarcraftRadio dot com slash directory. Oh, and then yeah, don't forget to do our U- our YouTube stuff, but the uh, podcast has gone on too long, so listen to the top of the show for the information on that. Where can we find you, Yip?
0: You can find me on Twitter at Cognate Pit or on YouTube. YouTube.com slash cognative pit. You can see some grinding videos. I'm gonna be putting out some TBC beta grinding videos, stuff to do when your your weak dungeon grinding group goes to bed. So
1: <laughs> and Mel. Where can we find you?
3: You can find me on Twitter at Mel Overwatch, or you can find me on White Main at Mel Arena. I don't think there's an at, but on <laughs> Mel Arena.
1: Hey Josh, plug everything you got.
2: All right, I'll I'll throw out two plugs I don't normally get out there. No, no one listen to Countdown to Classic. It's a terrible podcast. The podcast you <laughs> should be listening to is the Cinephiles, n e r Second word, F-I-L-E-S, The Cinephiles. Look, honestly, guys.
1: It is really good.
2: If you have any kind of love or affection for movies and particularly older movies like your, your 2000s, 90s, and 80s, Please do go and have a listen. Just listen the to the movies now? that you know, the, to the movies. The, there's 150 episodes there. We will have covered a movie that you love, you know, particularly our more recent stuff. Find something that you love and check it out and hopefully you get a chuckle out of it. Uh, the second thing I would plug is my Twitter, at Josh Corbett Pods. I am the only WoW content creator for reasons that I'm quite certain I know of but won't go into, who has had a decreasing Twitter follower um, number over the last two Two Years and while it's funny how every other wow content creator who's big wow, um, a year ago they had 5,000 followers, now they've got 85,000 followers, it's almost like there's something going on. And I've lost, I've lost like 200 people over the same lifespan, um, because I Cause don't uh, do anything funny with uh, or funky with Twitter followers, but yeah, <laughs> check out my Twitter.
1: And that's Josh Corbett with two T's for anybody. That's right. C
2: C O R B E All
1: right. Well, that's uh, this was a fantastic episode. I'm, like I hate I hate I hate to
2: leave it, but we've got we've we got to go, guys. To. Thanks so much, everyone. Goodbye.
3: Bye. Bye. Bye.